0: good morning and welcome to the queen is dead it is five fifty six in the morning y'all it is fucking early <laughs> but shit let's get this day going man so we'll start off with our queen quote um if you follow us on instagram um shout out to you it's called the queen is dead podcast follow us on the gram and <clears throat> what I always like to do is just post a quote from a woman that I think is pretty badass. So I try to like mix it up. Like we have a lot of, um, girl fighters and singers and all kinds of people, entrepreneurs. And there's one that I love. And I've, if y'all don't subscribe to Impact Theory, um, on YouTube, you need to Um, He has got the best guests. So it's anybody that's a badass or a juggernaut in their line of work, whether it's like entrepreneurship or if they're counselors or whatever they are. He always has badasses on there. And um, there's a lady that I love and she's an entrepreneur. Got to be in her mid 40s, maybe. And her name is Marie Forleo. And she says, remember that gal that gave up? Neither does anyone else. Um, and I like that because she's got all these badass quotes because I'm always like searching for different things to to say as one of our queen quotes. But I thought it was simple and to the point, and that's kind of the way I like to keep it, just simple, straight to the point. Um, don't give up. Nobody remembers the girl that gives up. You're you're nothing. No, nobody remembers you. Because it's only when you find that drive and motivation to push is when you leave your mark. And again, this doesn't have to just do with being a business owner. but It's in anything in your life, any aspect in your life. People are going to remember the effort that you put to get to where you are. And even if people don't give you that recognition, they see it and they look at you, and they're like, oh, fuck, because, you know, and they're like, wow, that's badass. Um, Like, even me, there's so many different examples of, like, people that I've seen growing up, or just even recently, people that I've met that I'm like, oh my god, this person is a badass. People who have, like, you know, they've, one of their goals was to lose weight and they worked out and they did it the right way and they did what they had to do and they didn't cheat and they got up early and they changed their diet. Even though that may have seemed like some, like to that person who was losing all this weight and kick and kicking ass to them, it was a goal and they didn't think that anybody else was noticing. You know, I noticed and if I noticed, I know other people noticed and of course I'm the kind of person that's like, "Oh my god, you're doing good. Like you look fucking badass." And some people won't say that and it's not necessarily because they're being haters or anything. They just they just watch from a distance. You know what I'm saying? But people at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is people notice you. They see what you're doing. Um And they remember those things and you have no idea that the things that you do might affect somebody in a positive way. They might say, oh fuck, I need to do that too. And then they start walking and you have no idea that you, you started this trickle down effect, right? Where your actions are directly affecting someone else and you have no clue. So that's why it's so important to just find what, your passion, right? What your passion is. Um, and again, like I said, it can be something that's a temporary passion. Okay. To, you know what? This week I'm going to do this. This week I'm going to change my diet. This week I'm going to read a book. This week I'm going to walk my, with my kids. This, You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that, again, you're passionate about in that moment, do it. Find what's going to motivate you and just, fucking do it and don't give up because in anything that you're trying to accomplish in your life, it's always going to be fucking hard, dude. And I, and it's crazy because everybody I talk to and all the podcasts that I listen to and just anyone, what, what I can say is that in the last three years, I have met so many new people and, um, You know, everybody has their own struggles and a lot of them are entrepreneurs because then you get into this different kind of world, right? And um, they all have their struggles, but man, do these people not give up. They just don't give up. I mean, and, and that's the way it has to be. It's like, you know, again, sometimes your reality can look really, really bleak. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Focus on that? You can't. You can't. You have to always just focus on the win. Because when you have a win, it it gets addicting. And so even though things are tough, you're always fighting for that next win. And it gets hard. And you already know that you have to take a bunch of shit to get to that win, right? Right. But the wind feels so fucking good when you get there. And so you do it all again. And you struggle and you fight and you kick and you cry and you do all of these things. But then you get to that wind again. It's like, fuck yes, you know. So it's just that that drive and everybody has it, man. You just got to figure, you just have to channel it. Um, But like I said, man, the most important thing is to make that choice in your mind that you're not going to give up you're not going to give up. I mean, again, like I said, what, what's the other option to just lay down and die and just say, okay, well, fuck it. This is it. It's over. Nothing's going to come of this. No, it can't be that way. You always have to find, you know, you always have to find that energy and that strength and that drive and that motivation and whatever it is. You know, I have this friend <clears throat> and, uh, His name is Eugene. He's fucking crazy. And I remember walking into his apartment. This was years ago. I'd say about, oh my God, 15, 16 years ago. Maybe in 2005 or something like that. I don't know. I just remember walking into his place and I saw a picture of 50 Cent on the floor. Um and it 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 wasn't on the floor, it was actually he had it thumbtacked to the wall, but all the way to the floor, right? Like where the where the floor floorboard is at. Um and it was all the way down there to the floor, pinned onto the wall, and I was like, I told him, what the fuck is that picture of 50 Cent doing on the and mind you, 50 Cent doesn't have a shirt on, he's shirtless, he's all fucking ripped. He's like, Motherfucker, that's where I do my push-ups. Right there, I do my push ups, and I'm looking at 50 Cent when I'm doing my fucking push-ups, and I'm like, and I just never forgot that. I was just like, This fucking guy is nuts. But as time went on, I started to say, see, like that was fucking badass. Like, he knew what he wanted, he wanted to be in good shape, and he was. Um, and He was like, no, uh uh-uh, fuck no. I I need to have my motivation. Like, that's my motivation right there. That's what the fuck I want to look like. And that's what I'm telling you. Whatever your motivation is, whatever's going to push you to to complete that goal, just fucking do it. Who cares what anybody thinks? I'm sure I wasn't the only one that walked in there and said, bitch, you are a jackass. Why the fuck is that on the floor? And then especially his guy friends on top of that, like, uh-uh. Why do you have that, dude? What the fuck is your problem? But he was the type of guy that just didn't give a shit what anybody had to say. There was another time that I remember he was going to go to Jack in a Box and get everybody something to eat. And I was like, yeah, I want. And and mind you, I'm like 25 or some shit, you know. And when you're younger, it's like you can eat whatever you want. It's, it's not like you gain weight, right? And... <clears throat> He was like, gonna go get us something to eat. And I remember when he came back, I was like, yeah, I want a burger, fries, blah, 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 all this stuff, or all this junk shit. He came back and he threw a plastic little like bowl at me. It was like, he threw it at me, he's like, here. And I'm like, what the, it was a fucking salad. He's like, nah, bitch, the summer's coming. You gotta get ready for the summer. I'm like, oh my God. But he was motivated in his own way and uh, and it was it was it was amazing. It was amazing to see. And again, it's not till I'm older now that I look back and I'm like, hey, that was one mo- that was one motivated fucking person right there. And it and he had different things that he was interested, but he was really like he wanted to be in shape. And again, for me, that 50 cent little picture, it was it came out of the page of a magazine um but that page that had 50 cent picture on there all ripped and all cut to me it was crazy but to him he didn't give a shit and that's the way you need to be you need to not give a shit so whether it's putting an old picture of yourself or putting the dream house that you want on your refrigerator up um or a picture of someone who has a baby cuz you're struggling and you're trying to have a baby what a- Put that on the refrigerator. Or put it in the restroom. Or put it wherever you're gonna see it, and hold on to that. Let that be your motivation. Don't let what people think and what they say, um, and the you know the possibility of somebody laughing, fuck them. Do what you gotta do to get to that next level. Um, for me, I don't know. I felt like my motivation was just not to work for somebody else for the rest of my life. Right. And then, you know, when we started the juice caboose or even before we started the juice caboose years before that, I started to get into my health, you know, my health kick. Now, now it's been so different. I feel like when we've gotten the storefront and so many things change and all the stresses and the eating late and the just, (laughs) it took a turn for the worse. But like I said, um, I just kind of lost focus. I feel like back then when I was focused on my health and running and everything and juicing, because that kind of is, is kind of where it started somewhere in 2010, maybe. Um I was in really good shape. Uh 2012, somewhere around there, I was running every day, juicing smoothies. I mean, you name it. But... Um, you know, sometimes you get busy and, and, and I had the time, right. To run all the time. It was literally every day. Sometimes I'd be out there twice a day. Uh, but <clears throat> when I graduated and all this stuff started to happen, started to get a, you know, I started to work again. I got busy and I just didn't make the time anymore. that's really all it boils down to. You just don't make the time to do those things anymore. Um, but that was a, a that was a motivation for me. I mean, When we started the caboose, I just remember feeling so good during those times, right? Juicing and I feel like it did a lot for me, and that's why I wanted to start it. But also, again, when I was in college, I learned that soci in my I was a sociology major and I learned that the neighborhood that I grew up in was considered a food desert. So we are purposely starved of options. Um, healthy options. All you have is Burger King's and fast food and fast food places like that. And those, those things are not on, on accident. They're just not. Especially when you start to break down all the data and you start to look at everything, you realize, okay, so this is on purpose, so fuck you. And I'm going to bring that to my hood. Um, and then, like I said, not working for someone else. So it was kind of a combination of, of multiple things, right? I, I want. I didn't want to work for someone else for the rest of my life, right? My husband and I do did want, and we still strive for 100% independence. You know, he still works. And to an extent, he enjoys what he does, but at the end of the day, you know, we want to be together. He's been out of town for two fucking months working in California, and it has been... Or he was in North Dakota, now he's in California. And it's been tough, because... I'm pregnant and I don't get to see him and it just it's it's really hard it's hard um and then on top of that everything that we're dealing with and I just kind of have to do it by myself and um and it's different when you have your teammate you know we talked to him on the phone the kids talked to him on FaceTime but it's not the same and, um, you know, he's getting restless. He's getting restless out there. The other day I talked to him and he's like, I don't know, I feel like I'm about to fucking snap on somebody. And um, and, and he feels that way because, you know, things are stressful at his job and things are crazy, but then he doesn't get to be with us and you're only in a hotel room and your life is basically, you know, eating out and fast food and it just it takes a toll on him mentally and physically. And uh, and it takes a toll on us, and so we haven't reached that hundred percent level of independence, but we are fighting so hard to get there. Um, and so we have some we have some things coming up, things in the works. We're going to um reopen the middle of June. We're gonna have a live podcast with my homegirl Mighty Soul, who I also participate in her podcast. It's called Her Lounge Podcast. If you don't subscribe to them yet, um, you need to H E R R Lounge Podcast. Um, she can also be found on Instagram H E R R Lounge Podcast, Utah, YouTube H E R R Lounge Podcast. So follow us there. But we're gonna have a live podcast. Um, Twenty five people. <clears throat> it's gonna be through Eventbrite. I will keep y'all updated. Let you guys know when that's gonna happen. But it's gonna. I think it's gonna be June fifteenth. Um, but I just need to make sure. But you know we're trying to as as this is you know approaching we're just trying to get ready, make our products, get stuff in the in the store, um, get things done and complete, and so um, it's just it's been a journey, y'all. It's been a journey. But you have again, our motivation, which may be different than yours, and our goal, which may different than maybe different than yours. At the end of the day, it just boils down to how much you want it. And for us, we just want to reach that 100% level of independence. So that's why we are doing what we're doing and we're fighting so hard and we're taking all these punches and all these blows, but we just keep coming back. We're not going anywhere. We're going to just continue to evolve, continue to try to find ways to be creative and, and, and get to that goal which is that 100% freedom, not having to work for someone else and being able to work for ourselves and being able to pass down a business to our children and, you know, for them to be business-minded young versus us who we became business-minded in our late 30s, 40s. um, We don't want that for our kids. We do feel like a hundred percent Independence, not having to work for someone else is true freedom. And that is our goal. And that's what we want for our bloodline and our family and our children. And that's why we're working so hard to get there. Um, and then we do have other goals too. Not just that, but we all want to be healthy. You know, we're, my husband works in refineries and it's very dangerous. And he even had an incident. It was crazy. The night before last, I woke up at like five o'clock in the morning and immediately I was terrified. I was scared. And I've been watching, uh, (laughs) I've been watching haunted on Netflix and I don't know how real it is y'all, but it's supposed to be stories about actual people who have had these, um, traumatic experiences that turned into like a manifestation of like a demon right and i don't know how like people how people feel about things like that but i don't know i kind of feel like you can manifest evil into your home you know what i'm saying like if you're fucking conjuring up spirits bitch something's going to start happening in your house you know what i'm saying if you live with a parent who's negative and hates themselves you're going to start to feel it in the air. You know what I mean? And I've always believed in stuff like that. So maybe not necessarily like a demon coming up to you, but <clears throat> I know that they exist. I mean, shit, I'm a Christian. We believe in good and we believe we believe in evil, we believe in good, you know what I'm saying? Um so this show has really caught my attention because I'm like this is kind of crazy because then when you start to like listen to what they're going through, you're like how much of this is just in their head? You know what I mean? <clears throat> the fact that they have, you know, they're, they're experiencing this abuse, actual abuse from a person, that it starts to manifest itself into their thoughts. And they can never like, they're just constantly feeding this negativity, right? And it's kind of crazy. So it's called Haunted on Netflix. And some of them are kind of scary. And so I had gone, I had fallen asleep night before last watching haunted and uh I was just like I'm turning this shit off because again like I said some of them are scarier than others and fall asleep and I wake up at four o'clock in the morning immediately I'm terrified and the first thing I thought about was haunted I was scared because of haunted but then it was like right when I had that thought I started to hold my stomach and I was like oh my god am I gonna be a single mom is my husband okay and I started to pray for him I was just like oh my god please please god take care of my husband I thank you that he's okay I thank you that he's safe um and then I started to start I just started praying for everybody and I was so fucking tired I was like okay all my friends Jesus please don't let any of us lose our kids like I was going to these crazy prayers right that sometimes i'll just be walking at the park or something and just something will hit me and i'll start praying for everybody because i feel like i can't leave anybody out of my prayers right and i start praying for him and i text him at about 4 30 because i couldn't i just couldn't like rest and he's awake because he's working nights and I texted him and I was like, hey, babe, you okay? I don't know what I said. Maybe I said, hey, babe, good morning. Or just something to try to get a response from him. <clears throat> and he didn't respond and I, I started to get nervous. And I didn't fall back asleep until like 6 o'clock, 6.15. And then that's when my youngest got up and he came into the bed. And I was like, fuck, man, it's already time for me to get up. And when I talked to my husband later, because see, he's in Cali, so it's a two hour difference. So he calls me at about nine, something like that. I just remember we had a conversation on the phone and he's like, well, I had an incident last night. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, yeah, he was in one of those, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the refineries and they have those big, super huge, tall towers. But what they do is they climb up the side of the tower and then they go all the way back down. And inside of those towers is burnt catalyst because the catalyst is what helps to refine whatever chemical they're refining, whether it's gasoline or oil or, I don't know, rubber. I don't know, all kinds of shit that they refine. But there's always, like, catalysts, like, kind of like when you barbecue at the bottom of the barbecue pit, there's a bunch of, like, old, like, charcoal and ash and all that shit. So down in in that tower there's catalyst. So they vacuum it up and they go in, in the tower. And I'm trying to explain it as best as I can. <clears throat> Just imagine like trays and there's like levels, right? And so there's trays on the opposite sides of each tower so that you can kind of zigzag your way with the vacuum all the way down. And then you can come back all the way up, going through, up, up, these trays uh, and I'm trying to explain it the again this is all from him just trying to explain it to me um and so he was down there a hundred feet down and someone dropped a hose from the top of the tower and so luckily it hit him on his shoulder but it could have been worse you know it could have hit him on his head I don't know it's just That's the thing about his job. And that's really like my main focus is like, even if we don't have a hundred percent independence, like after I have the baby and everything, if I have to go work at an office and he works at the caboose, then I would be happy because his job is just so dangerous. Like it's just fucking dangerous. Like I'd rather switch places with him, but he makes three times what I make. And that's the difference. But with my husband, it's like for any, you know, any minute, anything bad can happen. There's always accidents, you know, the other day someone's arm got sucked into this, I don't even know what it is, but it's just, it's so dangerous. And then on top of that, they're working with flammable chemicals and just, they can explode at any minute. And, um, even something like that is my motivation to just, for him not to have to work in that kind of environment. That is what would make me happy. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy because when that happened, I, I woke up, I woke up and it was crazy. I started texting him at like four 30, like, are you okay? And I'm over here thinking that it was the haunted that woke me up, but no, it was, it was the fact that he did, he did have an incident. Um, and it's crazy how you can be so connected to somebody. Um, and and again like I said for me that's my motivation. That is my motivation to to make this thing happen, right? But then like I said I also have other other motivations for all of us to be healthy and for all of us to be safe and for all of us to just live out a full life. I want I envision and start to envision it whatever you your goal is that's what I, one thing I love about my husband is like, he's like, I can already see it on the shelves here and I can already see it on the shelves there, you know, different products that we make. And I can already see the store with this on it and with that. And I just, I love that about him because he's, he's very visual. And when he starts to envision things and he starts to speak it and starts to speak it, things start to happen. And even with this baby, he's like, yeah, we are going to have another baby. like, no, we're not, bitch. He's like, yeah, yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) And he has been saying that for years and I've been like rebuking Satan. I'm like, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. We are not going to have another baby. I rebuke you. And here we are, 18 weeks pregnant, And we already know the sex of the baby and we're super excited. But, but let me get back to my other goals. Our other goals. Health, long life, being able to see our kids grow and succeed in life. And, you know, get married if that's the desire of their heart. And have babies if that's the the desire of their heart. And I think at least for me, sometimes I'm like oh my God, I, what if one of my children dies? What if this, ha- like, I I don't know where that comes from. I just, you know how sometimes you see people and you talk to people and they lose a loved one. And they one thing that they always say is that I never thought that this would happen to me. And just hearing that so much all throughout my life, you know, whether it was on TV or an interview that I saw or an actual person that I knew, they always said, I never thought that this would happen. And I was just like, told myself that I don't ever want to be those people that never thinks like, I feel like I'm always waiting for the blow. You know, I don't want to think that I'm one of these people who's like, I don't want to think that I'm special. And this is gonna because it happens to good people all the time. Like, there's so many good people who lose their life young, right? Or they lose a child young. And I just never wanted to be one of those people that thought that I was just extra special and this that would never happen to me. But then I started to think, no, because, and it wasn't until recently, because sometimes I still have to battle that. But I'm like, wait, God wants you to live your fullest life. Like, he doesn't want you to be in fear, thinking, oh, shit, when my, when I'm, my kids is going to die. I'm going to die. My husband's going to die. We're all going to fucking die. Um, you can't be thinking like that. Um, and I, I guess, you know, sometimes I get caught up in that lie, you know, the lie that something will happen and we won't be able to live, you know, our fullest life, you know, and, and that's a lie. We, we will, and we need to start envisioning those things and we need to start seeing those things in our head. So what I envision for my life is sitting on the porch on a rocking chair, not old and like getting ready to die, but shit, in our 40s, sitting on a rocking chair, watching our kids have a good time, watching them hang out with their friends, um, drinking a beer, sitting back on a Sunday, enjoying our, you know, reflecting on all of the things that we've accomplished with the help of that the man up above. Um, because nothing that we ever do is without that extra boost, right? He's always got us and, um, and just enjoying it, you know, being able to, to, to enjoy the fruits of our labor, not as these old people that can't enjoy it anymore, but young, right? Young in our forties, um, looking at the things that we've accomplished and, Setting ourselves up to do more and always do more and always accomplish more, um, but always remembering that taking that time to to um, stop and smell the roses is so important. I think a lot of us don't stop to smell the roses, and we don't take the time to recognize all the blessings that we do have um, because we are blessed. No matter what, we are blessed. No matter what our circumstances, we are blessed. No matter what bill is due and who's having these issues and what's going on with this person, we are blessed no matter what. Um, And so just find what motivates you. That, me envisioning us sitting on our rocking chairs, drinking a beer on on our porch, on our cabin in a piece of property somewhere. I have no idea where yet. Um, but I see those things in my mind and that is my goal. That is my goal. Um, to get to that place of a hundred percent independence, working for ourselves, being able to work with each other. You know, it's kind of crazy because people always tell me, like I said, my husband's been gone for two months and, um, people always tell me they're like, man you're so lucky your husband's not here you get to be by yourself like oh my god I wish I could have that I get so tired of my husband all right ugh, I couldn't be around him all the time like I don't like being around him all the time so you're so lucky and I'm like bitch I hate it like I fucking hate it it's miserable like It's so funny because when my husband comes home, the first thing we start doing is like we love each other and we miss each other. But it's just like it's go, go, go. Right. And he was even telling me the other day, he's like, all I'm going to do when I get home is start working. And I'm like, oh, my God, babe, I'm sorry. Like over here, you know, he goes and he works and he busts his ass and he's like literally gone 13, 14 hour days. Right. but he gets to go back to the hotel and he gets to sleep in a bed by himself and take a bath or take a bath, you know, eat and rest by himself. And for me, I'm like, man, you're so lucky because I don't get that. You know, I'm like, I can't eat by myself. I can't even take a shit by myself. I can't sleep by myself. I'm always like, there's always kids, you know, and when he comes home, he wants to be with them. And when he, when he, when he comes home, I want to be with him. Like, I don't want to see them. I don't want to be with them anymore. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, go be alone with him by myself. But we don't ever have that opportunity. His parents are have both passed on, and my parents, our relationship is strained. Um. So we just got each other, man. And, uh, and but like I said, there's a lot of people that are like, you're so lucky, but no, I miss him. And and like I said, when he comes home, it's like balls to the wall. But, you know, we do have to try to spend that time to just be alone, you know, enjoy each other's company and, you know, just take a little break. Take a little break, couple days. And then, of course, we have to get back to it, right? But when people tell me that, that I'm so lucky that my husband's gone all the time because... They can't stand their husband. I'm just like, I, me and my husband argue all the time. Not all the time, but daily we have disagreements, right? I'm like, no. He's like, yes. I'm like, no. And then we get over it, right? But this is, this is every day. We just, we just are two different people. We have different opinions. We just do about a lot of shit. Oh my God. We just, we're just so different. We're, we're the same in a lot of ways, but we're different, Don't let Hollywood and movies make you think that being in a marriage is like you're always going to be happy and you're always always going to be like the notebook because it's not, bitch. That's a motherfucking lie. And don't let Hollywood and the movies make you think that uh, love just comes easy. Like you shouldn't have to argue if you really love each other. um, It's not going to be hard work. Bitch, they're lying to you. A relationship is hard work. It is hard work. Um, but I'm telling you when you work hard at anything, the reward feels so fucking good. The win feels so good. Anything that's worth anything is just like what I said at the beginning of the podcast, podcast, y'all. Anything that's worth anything is going to be hard work because it is a relationship you can't just be like oh I married you now you should just be happy the rest of your life no every day I have to invest in you I have to tell you that I love you I have to spend time with you I have to scratch your back I have to rub your head I have to hug you I have to and he has to do those same things for me I mean and sometimes we get again like I said we get so blinded in the hustle and the bustle and the everything that has to get done that it is hard. Sometimes you're like, oh, fuck, I haven't even told him I loved him today. I need to go. And that's work, right? You have to remind yourself, you have to tell yourself, you have to do those things. Then you have to make the time to do it on top of all the 50 million things that you're doing. So that is work. But when you actually do it, then you're like, man, I should have done this earlier. Like, this is good. And then you go, and then you go do the cochinadas real quick. While you're worried that the kids might come and knock on the fucking door, and I don't know if I told y'all, but my six year old knows how to open my locked door. I don't know how he did it last time, but he did it. Um, and it's good. It's just you need that connection. You need that. You need that that time together. And it's and it's always funny because I I love Chris Rock. My husband and I, I both love Chris Rock and he says that and everybody laughs but he's right he's like one thing you have to do in your marriage is you have to keep fucking like you just have to like i'm sorry like now you're mad because he doesn't do the dish the dishes bitch when you first met him he didn't do the dishes but guess what he was doing he was giving you dick and that's all you cared about he's like the problems that you had Now, the problems that you have now in your marriage, you had those problems when you fucking met, bitch. You knew she didn't cook, but she was giving it up, and so it didn't fucking matter. She was cute, and you were loving it. And what happens is, in a marriage, you stop having sex. You stop being intimate. You stop hanging out with each other. You stop, you know, trying to get to know each other. You know that it's easy for that that um it's easy for it to fizzle out, right? The spark. Um, but again, like I said, it's not rocket science. You know why? Cause we get fucking busy. Now we got a mortgage together and now we got kids and we have a business and it, so that kind of happens, but that's why it takes work because you have to always say, Nope. Mm-mm, today we're going to be together. Nope let me, let me go give him a hug real quick. Let me tell him that I love him. Let me text him until I'm thinking about him. And you have to remind, it's not like you're forcing it because you don't feel it. I obviously feel those things for him, but I have to remind myself to stop what I'm doing to do it. And that is work. And that takes discipline. So that's why I say that even in a marriage and even in a a relationship, it's always going to be work. So don't let the movies and Hollywood lie to you and tell you that true love doesn't you don't have to work so hard if it's true love. No, boo boo. It is hard and it is work. But what did I say? Anything that's worth anything is going to be hard work. Right. Because that win and that that moment when you feel it, it's just it's so good and nothing replaces that. Um, so remember guys, find that motivation, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever that goal is, don't give up on that goal. So whatever you have to do, whether it's putting a picture of fucking 50 cent all cut up and worked out, or if it's a picture of uh, a baby, you put that shit on your refrigerator. If that's what you're trying to do, you're trying to get pregnant. Or if it's a scripture that motivates you, you put that shit up Um, if it's a house that you envision for yourself in the future, you put a picture of that shit up, whatever it is that gets you to that goal, do it. Because remember the gal that gave up, do you remember the gal that gave up? Nope. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody's going to remember the girl that gave up because she's not going to make an impact on anybody because remember the things that you do even though you think that no one is looking someone's watching you boo somebody's watching what you're doing and and they're they're probably not telling you and they're not saying that they're watching you but they are because again like I've said there have been times that I've seen somebody and I saw them 6 months later and I'm like wow they look fantastic or even not even just the body and the fact that they lost weight, but their energy has changed. They were negative before and now they're positive and now they're seeing the good. I mean, it's obvious that they did the work, right? And those things are always something that, that motivate me. And those things are something that motivate others. Um, so remember, whatever it is that you're trying to do, Stay motivated, find what motivates you and just get to that goal, y'all, because giving up, it's just not an option. And nobody ever remembers the girl that gave up, nobody. So don't be that girl. And shout out to all of my, my peoples that listened. I hope you have a great day. It's fucking Tuesday. Um, it's rainy. It's crazy over here in Houston. It's, I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, but shout out to all my hardworking ladies out there and shout out to my motherfucking strippers, bitch. Cause don't nobody work as hard as you in them motherfucking heels all night. Y'all have a good one. Have a blessed and a fucking productive ass day, bitch. And find what, find what motivates you. God it. Bye.